Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. And I'm Brooke Mangum. And I am so excited today because our guest is one of our favorite people on this planet, Chef Brian. He's our one of our own. own. Yes. I love Chef B, I think, is the first person, other than you, Carrie, that I met at KUTV. He's kind of like, he honestly is the gatekeeper of KUTV because <laughs> true. his office is in the kitchen. And uh, this office is a lot like your home. Everybody congregates in the kitchen, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where the break room is. And so literally everyone gathers there. He loves to chat. It's like his favorite thing. You grab your coffee, you grab your drink, whatever, you know, and sit and chat with him. He's just so warm and welcoming and he wants to get to know you. Yes, he does. <laughs> I Actually, I think that Chef Brian probably knows the most about everybody probably. that works here. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, well, that's why everyone gathers back there too, because there's food. He makes delicious yes, he food. he does. And I, well, I'm so excited about this is because we all get to know Chef Brian through this. Yeah. Yeah, but we want you to know him a little bit better. So should we take a listen? Let's do it. Hi, this is Carrie, and I am so excited to talk with one of my best friends. I not only get to be best friends with him, but I get to work with him. Literally right next to where we sit for Fresh Living is his kitchen. It's none other than the amazing, the incredible Chef Brian. Hey, Carrie, that's quite the intro. Well, you deserve it. You're <laughs> ah, amazing. Thank you. So I have to talk about, I don't know if you remember how we met. Um, how long have you worked here at oh, KUTV? Probably longer than you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that, but good try. <laughs> long time. Long, long time. time. Um, I think I've been here nine years. and Yeah, I've worked here longer than that. Yeah, you've worked here for a minute. Double that and that a few years on. Add a, add a bunch. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I first became friends over pizza dough. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because you wanted to know how to make pizza dough and I had made it and I had extra and I gave it to you to take home for your little family. You did. He he literally just handed me some amazing pizza dough and I went home and made pizza and it's awesome, by the way, as you know, your pizza dough is incredible. And that's how we became best friends. I didn't realize that. <laughs> All because of pizza dough. Oh, well, pizza, you know, brings friends together. It brings us together. Okay, so you uh, are obviously on our noon show. You're a uh, noon chef. Mm-hmm. And you also have Cooking with Chef Brian, your show that's on every weekend. Mm-hmm. When did you know that you loved cooking? What, do you remember an age that you were a moment? Oh, totally. I've always loved cooking because it was my alone time with mom in the kitchen. And Aww. none of my other siblings liked cooking. They didn't want to be with mom. They wanted to be outside or whatever. But whenever mom would make bread or, you know, start on lunch or dinner, I always loved being underfoot because I had her all to myself. And so I really enjoyed cooking because it was my alone time with mom. And you When you have a house full of kids, I mean, you very rarely get alone time with mom. And so that's where my love for cooking came from. That is so special. Mama Mm -hmm. Wooly, we love her so much. Do you remember what you would make with her? Are there some favorites that stand out to you? Absolutely. Breads. That was my favorite. I loved the chemistry because she'd let me knead it. She'd let me add the flour into it. Uh, She'd let me shape it and bake it off. And so baking really was the essential between my mom and I that I enjoyed because that is something you can allow a child to work with Mm -hmm. easily because you're not with hot oil. You're not with, you know, hot saute pans or things like that. It's dough. And so you work with dough. You can knead it. You can shape it and then bake it off. And you have your fun little 
bread loaf. It's kind of like Play-Doh. You get to play with it, but then you actually can eat it. It actually is. It actually is. But uh, in a good thing, Play-Doh, mm, even Don't though it's it. supposed to be safe, <laughs> non-toxic to eat, I yeah. would not recommend it. Don't eat it. Right. Yeah. Um, did she influence you? What kind of things would she make for you as a family? Do you remember when you were a kid? Well, oh, very much so. You know, and when I was a kid growing up, you know, all of your friends would have wonder style bread with their lunches oh, yes. they brought, and that was the cool thing to do and oh i had to come with homemade bread isn't that weird you i know, remember you know, that like homemade so, stuff wasn't cool it was not cool and i was so embarrassed as a kid with that because i'm like oh i just have homemade sandwich and some chips and some cut up carrot sticks and mom yep. made cookies and put you know here my typical brown bag lunch i was so embarrassed because you know i had other friends that would get hot lunch and then others that would have wonder bread and now looking back at that i would kill for a sandwich oh we my mom's homemade homemade bread when she comes to visit me the first thing i say is mom will you make some bread (laughs) (laughs) maybe she can make us some at some point Uh, right yours Uh is just as good i know you're really good at sourdough too it's a science right it's a total science it's a science it's a feeling it honestly is love i always you know impart in what I'm making love for it because it is a passion for me. Yeah. It, it brings happiness to people. It brings people life. It it It's just the whole thing because everybody has to eat. So it's the common denominator of humanity. And what greater privilege to be able to prepare that for people than knowing that. That's pretty cool. Well, you should see behind the scenes in the kitchen in between <laughs> takes how many people come in and are like, it's hey, true. do you have any extra? Hey, what are you doing today? It's true. Hey. Today in the kitchen, I had uh, fresh tortilla chips and I finally had to shoo people away because they were eating all the tortilla chips. And I'm like, I got to have a handful at least for TV guys. Come I, on. I had a couple, I have to confess. And Oops. I'm glad you did. <laughs> they were so good. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go back and start about your career in cooking. So you sure. knew you loved cooking when you were little and you'd spend time with your mm-hmm. mom um, and get that one-on-one time. But when did you start your career and did you have any training? Well, do you know, I'm old enough that there really wasn't, col- there weren't culinary schools. Mm. There were some on the East Coast, there were some on the West Coast. But unlike today where, you know, you, you round a corner, they're as common as, you know, a church house on every corner for yeah. that instance. It wasn't that way when I was younger. And so I actually, when I was in Logan many, many years ago, trained with a master chef. And it, I say trained at this point, really, I was working. That was my job. I mean, that's how I paid my bills, that and any other types of uh, culinary gigs that I you could were get hands catering. On. I was totally hands-on. You know, I learned the language in the kitchen, professional kitchen, which generally can make a sailor blush. Uh, we <laughs> won't go into that. But, you know, if you think about it, I always tell people, if you're a chef and you have one second to say something is burning clear across the kitchen, you know, there are specific <laughs> words that will draw attention quickly <laughs> so that can be remedied. But, uh, yeah, I was very, very lucky. I trained. I learned how to wash dishes, which to this day are still one of my favorite things. Um, I learned sauces. I learned grilling and searing and fixings and temperaments and the first day that the restaurant opened that I helped um, the chef that I was working with open there was a woman who started choking an elderly woman (gasps) and I even learned which I already knew but actually got to practicum it Heimlich maneuver and saved her. Oh my so, goodness! This was like the first week or something. The first night. It was wow. a Christmas dinner actually, and it was a group from uh, Utah State. 
university that was there for their Christmas party at the restaurant where I was at. And yeah, started choking. And let me just tell you, you can't be gentle. And I felt really bad because at that time, even probably at this time in my life, it was an elderly woman. And I was so afraid I was going to crack her ribs. But you saved her life. But saved her. And, um, you know, you sit and you feel somebody limp in your arms who's blue. And then all of a sudden you feel the life of breath come back in them. And they... That is so scary. They are alive again, practically. It was scary. It was very scary, but it gives you an appreciation for chewing your food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> chew your food, people, absolutely. Is there anything, once you started getting into the industry and cooking and baking, anything that you thought you would love that you actually don't really love? Is there anything you don't enjoy mm, making? That's, that's a fun question because there really isn't anything I don't enjoy making. I don't like jello, so I don't like to eat <laughs> jello, but I have uh, made lots of it in my career. Um, and so, really, just my favorite thing are the home cooked meals, the things that I grew up with, the comfort foods of the home, roasts, potatoes, things, good basic nutritional cooking. And so I don't really, I'm not really a fan of the high-end gastronomy dishes Mm -hmm. that are so odd to look at. And time-consuming. And, well, and equipment that needed to make them. And so I'm not really a fan of those. I love to try them every once in a while, but you give me a good old Sunday roast and potato dinner anytime, oh and I am a happy camper. Like the best. Well, yeah. I think you make, especially on your show, Cooking with Chef Brian, and then on the noon show, you do things that are realistic, right? You do delicious meals that are actually feasible, you well, know, for thanks. the family. Th- they're meals that reflect my childhood growing up. They are foods that I grew up with in Idaho. They are foods that may have a little twist on them to bring them up to date a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they're foods that you're going to be able to find in your grocery store that are on sale, perhaps, Great. which I always look for. And things that you're not going to order one bottle of a, a seasoning that costs $90 and you use a half a teaspoon out of it and the right. rest of it spoils and you throw it away. I'm not that type of a chef. I love to prepare foods for the home chef to be successful. Well, that's and you do it well. Are Thanks. there anything in your other than your first job that you just talked about? Anything in your career that stands out as a highlight? Um, other jobs that you've worked besides KUTV because we know <laughs> this is your favorite. <laughs> do you know honestly? One of the greatest highlights of my career was just recently my cookbook. You know, I have worked for years and years to bring that to the limelight, to bring that forward, to be able. And earlier on in my career, I got so many rejection letters from publishers when I tried to publish a book. You know, you'd send out samples and they'd say, no, 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 no. And even a a local publisher here in the Valley, which I won't name, even they they said, yeah, we're going to do that. And then all of a sudden they just crushed it and said, no, we're not going to do it. A lot of no's. And it devastated me. I mean, it was very, very depressing. And so... To make a long story short, I decided I, you know, you create a website in today's age, and that's basically your electronic cookbook in today's age. Mm-hmm. And I got so tired of waiting for the web people that I worked with to actually have to put recipes up, to make changes, updates, etc. I thought, well, I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to learn how to do web programming. That's right. You did this yourself. Yes. And so I did go back to a community local community school college here in the area, 
learned web programming, did my own web page. I manage my own web page now. And because of that web page, I had the publisher of my cookbook contact me from New York, wow. Skyhorse Publishing. And honestly, I thought it was a joke because, you know, I'd been this route before. I'd been this route with publishers contact me. Let's do this. And they're like, blah, la, 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 la. And here came the one question, well, what sets you apart? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just, I started, I get it. I got so full of anger and just like, I'm so sick and tired of people saying that. Honestly, as almost sarcastically, I said, you know what? I designed menus for the home chef to be successful. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there was a silence on the phone. I was serious because that's what I do, but that doesn't impress a New York publisher. You know, all of a sudden they said, love it. We'll send you a contract. And that was the start of my book. And so you know that because you went through the whole process of my uh, cookbook, Instapot mm-hmm. Cookbook. You worked really hard on uh, that. It was fun. Well, you helped me. You helped me get some pictures for it and things like that. And then um, when it finally came out, that first book, you opened up the mail. So exciting. You opened that mail, and there are five publisher copies of your book that's coming out. And there is no feeling in the world to describe the over just amount of joy that came to me because I'm like, I finally have my own book that is now published internationally. It's all over the world in English-speaking countries. And um, it was a great accomplishment in my career. It was, it was a highlight for me. Well, you should be proud of that. Oh, and there are thanks. so many delicious recipes in it. What is it called and where can we get it? So oh, the Everyday Instapot Cookbook. You can get it on Amazon. Barnes & Noble carries it. You can Google it. I have on uh, cookingwithshepbrian.com, my homepage. There's a link to Amazon where you can just order it. And it's everywhere. You should be able to get it everywhere. So You should. You should definitely have a mm-hmm. copy because it's, it, is, it is great. It's, it's just really fun. Good. And it's easy to do. They're, yeah. they're easy recipes. Yeah. Um, okay, so transitioning into your career in TV, mm-hmm. how did you know you wanted to? Because, I mean, imagine being a chef <laughs> in a restaurant is a lot different than being a chef There's on no TV. comparison. <laughs> There's no comparison. First of all, chefs on TV have to understand every aspect of the chemistry aspect because if something doesn't work out in a split second, you have to be able to correct it. Well, you're live. And, and I'm live on top of that. And yeah. so it's not like I'm doing a recording. We can do a retake if something doesn't work out. It's live. And so it has to work out. You don't have that option. And so I was teaching culinary classes a million years ago. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> and... Um, I happened to be when Sir Latab was at the Gateway teaching a class there, and Fox News called at that time and just asked the kitchen manager if they had a chef that could come on and do a once-a-week program. Mm. And I happened to be standing right there, and so they just passed the phone to me, and that's where that started with Fox. Now, previous to that, I was on Cash Valley Television up in Logan, Utah, Mm -hmm. teaching up there as well. And um, then I started doing once a week on Fox News for years, Fred Wicks, the legend, the Gabby Gourmet, Gabby who Gourmet, was here totally at Channel him. 2, the legend, retired. Channel 2 reached out to me and asked me to apply for the position. And honestly, I didn't want it because I lived in Logan. I didn't want to have to come down every single day because it was every that's a day. Long and that's a long drive from Logan to Salt Lake City, although people do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to go through Sardine Canyon, the winter, just the drive. I didn't want to do it. So I went through and, and they said, well, could you send in some demo tapes of what you do? Which, 
honestly, at that moment, I rolled my eyes because I'm like, uh, how many times have I been on Channel 2 doing cooking segments? You know, I was on Fox once a week. I did Channel 4. I did Channel 2. Um, and so it's like, you know who I am. You know what I do. You've worked with me for years. And so, you know, begrudgingly, I said, fine. And so I sent them uh, a video, a cooking show video that I, I had just done in Logan. And that was it. They offered me the job, and I was thrilled by it. And two weeks after I had moved down to Salt Lake and took this position, the assistant news director called me and said, we're probably going to have to just let you go now because <gasps> of budget things and this and that. And I'm like, two weeks? I just moved. I just quit my whole life up in Logan. I did not know this And about I you. moved to Salt Lake, started filling in for Fred Wicks, and I was told that I was going to be let go because of wow. budget, whatever. I seriously, for months, it was up and down. You know, you probably won't be here tomorrow because of this or that or the other. Yeah, imagine that, upheaving your whole life, selling your, your condo that you owned up in Logan, moving to Logan, having to rent a room from a friend because, you know, you didn't have the means to buy a new home sure. down here. Yeah. And then starting a new job and then being told, oh, you're probably going to be let go tomorrow. So it was devastating. Luckily, it worked out. <laughs> it looks like it did. <laughs> but it was kind of scary. It was touch and go from the beginning. Well, yeah. that is scary because you, you, know, you risked it. Good thing you did because you're here now. And I did. We have I you. Um, we, we see you on the noon show every day mm. um, making these delicious things. How do you come up with the recipes? Uh, my producer and I, Mackenzie, we were talking about this, just thinking how difficult that would be every single day to come up with a new recipe that you can actually also do in the 90 seconds or whatever you're allowed during your yeah. TV um, show. It It is a challenge. It not not going to belittle that one. But uh, a lot of times, as you know, I talk to you. I ask, oh, what do you have for dinner? Or, or what is your favorite food? I'll mm -hmm. ask some of the other employees, what would you like tomorrow for uh, lunch? Because a lot of times people can come in and eat what I make. And I get ideas. Um, you know, since COVID and all that, I really don't go out to restaurants anymore. But when I do, I like to look over the menu. I like to see what options they have. You know, I look online at what's going on. But most importantly, Carrie, I go to the grocery store and I see what's on sale. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, pork roasts are going to be on sale, are on sale right now. Why not do something with pork roasts? You can do a pork roast. You can do pork sandwiches. You can do pulled pork. You can do pulled pork uh, salads. You can do, you know, there's a whole bunch of variety of things that you can do with it. And then uh, I just kind of feel out what's on sale, what's at the store, what people can do at home with what they have, mm -hmm. and create the idea of the recipe from that. Well, and I know the audience appreciates that because we're all trying to save a dollar here oh, and there, you know, especially yeah. right now. Especially right now. So that is so helpful. I know when you go on vacations too, you'll come back and you'll, you know, say, do. ooh, this inspired this or this inspired yeah. this meal. I do a lot of things when I go out on vacations from menus and food that I have on vacation that I thought was delicious that I think everybody should try. And uh, then I'll adapt it so it will be more conducive to the home chef in their kitchens sure, at home sure. and do it. Okay, biggest question of this podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Does Ron Bird always eat your food? Always. <laughs> Ron Bird, oh, he is a hoot and a holler. He's he, awesome. 
He does. He, uh, for whatever reason, I have no idea, takes ownership of what <laughs> I do and expects that to be his lunch. He always gets a special plate. I know It's very does. nice of you. He does. He gets that presentation plate, and mm-hmm. it's a thrill because, you know, as much tormenting and teasing as Ron Bird and I do back and forth bantering on TV, he is a dear person, he is. and I just think the world of him. He is. Well, and you're wonderful to all the employees here, because if you have extra food, you know, you'll always leave it out, and there's always, there's always a line, so people are going to eat it. Is there <laughs> anything that you don't, okay, so you said Jello. Uh-huh. You don't like anything else that you don't love to eat? Not really. Um... You know, I lived in Brazil uh, as a missionary for the Mormon Church at that period in my life. I ate many very odd things in Brazil. <laughs> uh, Jello, I just don't like. I don't like the texture of it, so it's just not, it's not something. Not really my favorite either. It's just not. But honestly, I didn't grow up in a household where you had an option of what you wanted to eat. Yeah. This is what was for dinner. If you wanted dinner, this is what you had. Mm-hmm. We were not wealthy. We didn't have money growing up as children. That So when mom made dinner, that's what was for dinner. And we loved it. That's what you, you know, ate. We didn't know any different. Yeah. And so we loved it. And um, But I just remember I never liked Jello. That's okay. <laughs> we won't judge you for that. Um, anything you... Uh, I actually can guess one of your favorite foods. Huh? Um, I know you love sandwiches. Love sandwiches. Like a club sandwich, right? Club. Any kind of sandwich because you don't have to cook anything. Thing. It's just so easy yes. to do. You just go home, throw some bread, a couple of meat, slices of meat, some cheese, lettuce, tomato, whatever. And here you And go. you have a yummy, yummy little dinner idea. Um, is there an, a secret ingredient or an ingredient that everyone needs to have in their kitchen that people may not think about that you just love to use? Salt. Salt. How's that for one? Salt your because, food, right? Because everybody, you know, all the health things, they're saying, no salt, no salt, no salt. But you have to have sodium in your diet for a healthy body. Sure. And, of course, there's always exceptions. You should always check with your doctor if that's the case. But you have to have sodium for a healthy diet in your thing. Just like anything else, don't go overboard on it. Right. Well, and it tastes good. Like salty yeah. fries. Oh, my gosh. You make the best fries, too. Oh, thanks. Okay. So we are going to do what I call the fast five. We're going to All ask right. you five questions. You just say what's off the top of your head. Um, what's one thing you can't live without? <laughs> a G-rated show, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> soda. I love, I love, uh, like Coke Zero. You love. do. Yeah. You like that with your ice uh-huh. in there. Pepsi I see you ice. drinking yeah, that. Pepsi Zero. Um, who do you look up to most in your life? In any regards? Yeah. My mom. Aww. She, m- well, my parents in general, my, they're the best. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I've met both of them. They're yeah, wonderful people. Thanks. Um, what never fails to make you laugh? You. <laughs> Carrie always Aww. makes me laugh. She always smiles, and she comes dancing through the kitchen. And how can you not <laughs> laugh and smile with that? We get when it's Taco Tuesday. You got to do a taco dance, yeah. right? Um, what are you most excited about in life right now? Just life in general. You, I love. You life. are that way. You do I love, love life. Life. That's that. That is very mm-hmm. you. Um, your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Because it's magical. It it's is just magical. magical from childhood to today. It's just magical. I love the holiday, mm-hmm. too. I don't know if that was five questions. Was that five? Oh, I, think I don't it know. Was. Okay, maybe you it was more than that. You can ask one more if you want. <laughs> okay, last, okay, one more. Favorite place to travel? Oh, Prague. I love Ooh. Central Europe. It's just so beautiful. History, food, history, sightseeing. It's beautiful. Prague. Mm-hmm. It's on my bucket list for sure. Okay, so one more time. Um, where we can get your book and what it's called? 
the Everyday Instapot cookbook. You can get it on cookingwithchefbrian.com, the link to Amazon. It's in Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere fine books are sold. How's Absolutely. that? Absolutely. <laughs> and when can we catch you on air, on Every TV? day, Monday through Friday from 12 to 1. I'm part of the noon news on Channel 2. You can also catch me on the weekends, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., right on Channel 2, KUTV.com, for Cooking with Chef Brian. And, may, and maybe at a grocery store here and there, you might see him out, too. Uh, they do, and I appreciate <laughs> everybody who says hi. Thank you. You're so friendly. You're just awesome. Thanks for doing this podcast. My pleasure. I love you so much. Loves you. It's so great to get to know you a little better. And uh, make sure to listen and rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.